Welcome to the Creative Studio Academy. This is the podcast to help you learn and explore how you can start and improve your skills with online content creation. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I will be your guide on this journey. Welcome back to the Creative Studio Academy. I am excited today to be able to bring you another piece about blogging. And so we have covered several things already regarding blogging, trying to dive a little bit deeper, trying to give you a better understanding of some different aspects regarding blogging and some things that you can do with your websites, because that is obviously something you want to take care of when you start blogging is you want to make sure that your overall website is looking well. And that's kind of what we're going to look at today as well. And so we're going to look at nine different pages that you might want to consider having on your website or nine pages that you want to be able to put some attention to that you could be able to maximize uh, the effect that you have when people go to those pages or to be able to expand what they're able to do on your site. And so before I get into that, though, I did want to mention that I am offering voiceover services through Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And so I have recommended Fiverr many times and I've used them many times over the last year or two. And uh, only recently here in the last month or two, I believe I started in November, that I started offering some voiceover services services on there and so since i had the equipment and everything from doing podcasting and some experience being able to do that i thought i'd kind of dip my toe in that water and see how it is and so if uh, you are looking for any type of voiceover work if you need a script read or you have an ebook or something that you want to be turned into an audiobook anything like that you could be able to go to the fiverr page and be able to check that out. You can go to jrivers.us slash narration. And that'll take you to the Fiverr page there. And you can be able to check that out starting at $5. And I'm offering at 500 words for that $5. And then uh, there's some extra gigs as well. Where you can be able to get a little bit of a discount. And I'll even uh, throw in a little bit extra for you as a listener of this podcast, if you mention that you are a listener of the podcast, I will give you an extra discount. So I'll, uh, not that it'll be, I can't take anything off of it, but I can offer you additional services. And so if you have, say, a thousand words, uh, I'll only charge you one gig. So it'd be $5 instead of $10. So uh, something like that. So you just uh, mentioned that um there and so uh again uh if you're interested in that something i was going to be uh doing so in case you're interested in that type of service i am offering that there on fiverr and so i mentioned that we're going to be looking at nine different pages that we should have on our web pages or that we can consider having on our web pages now depending on what you are doing some of these may not apply to you um, but still something you might want to consider. And so some of these we have 
uh, covered in some previous things. So we're just going to kind of gloss over a couple of these and then we'll try to dive into a little deeper some ones that we haven't talked about in previous episodes. And so the first one is the about page. This is one of the most important pages that you should have on your website. We did cover this in a previous episode and I did get a question from somebody in email uh, specifically asking about um, an about page or that she was going to be working on her about page. And so we may come back and visit that a little bit more in depth, specifically on just the about page. And so, but that'll be a future uh, either podcast session or either a blog post. I'm not sure which yet. And so, but we need to have an about page. We need a page that tells not only about us, but more importantly, what the value is for the person that will be reading our blog, that is viewing our website. What's the benefit for them? What is the site about? And that you can be able to give a better description to them. Uh, because a lot of times when people come to a website, uh, the most popular page usually, other than the home page, is the about page because people like to know more about the page Um, or the website that they're at. And so part of that is trying to see who is behind the website, but then just giving a better idea of what the website is about. And so you want to be able to provide that. And so, like I mentioned, there are, uh, there's a previous episode and we'll probably do a future episode on this as well, where we dive in even deeper into what we can have on our about page. The second page is the contact page. So this is another highly uh, valuable page that you need to have on your website. Make it easy for people to be able to contact you. And so it would be good if you had this on your menu so that people can easily be able to find that. And so another common place is in the footer. So when you scroll down to the very bottom of the website, that there can be a link there that says contact. And so this can have information from address to phone number to email address. You can have a form uh, that people can be able to fill out, uh, which is sometimes better than leaving your email address out there because there can be spam people. uh, Robots can be able to take those email addresses and then send a bunch of spam to that email address. And so not to mention people just being able to get that and be able to send you stuff um, unsolicitedly. And so... Uh, With a form, you can be able to put some things in place to be able to um, reduce uh, and possibly eliminate all of the spam. And so, and sometimes it's a little easier for people too, because when they're surfing on the web, they're not always on their own computer to where they can be able to uh, copy and paste your your email address into their email program. And so um, they may not be able to have that access right away, but if you have a form they can be able to just send you a message without having to open up through email or anything like that. And it's a lot smoother of a transition. But anyway, so a contact page is very important to be able to have, make it easy for people to find who you are and how they can be able to get a hold of you. And so hopefully if you are um, blogging and you are wanting to, hopefully you're wanting to get people um, to um, interact with you. Hopefully, You're trying to be able to build those relationships. And so another thing that you may want to have um, is uh, consider doing guest posting. And so if you do guest posting on your blog, then you'll want to have something that has guidelines. So some guest post uh, guidelines that 
state exactly what you're looking for when someone tries to guest post on your blog. And so you want to be very specific and you want to be very particular about who you have guest post on your blog because it's a representation of you. And so it's not just um, just allowing somebody else to have a space to be able to do it. It's reflecting on you. And so you have to consider your audience in that. And you want to make sure that you're allowing only things that are relevant to your audience to be able to get onto your blog. And so there is a couple guest posts that I had on the Creative Studio Academy that I probably shouldn't have. And so it was it was decent quality, but um, they were from people that I didn't know. I didn't have a relationship with at, at all before. And um, it, it was almost uh, kind of borderline spammy. Um, not not totally, but it, it kind of seemed like they were looking for something else. And so, but you want to be very clear about what you're looking for. Um, and if you're going to pay, you want to make sure that you're clear about what the payment options will be and how that's going to work. And if you're not going to pay, uh, that would be good to have out there as well. Let people know that, um, that you're not going to be paying because there's some people that try to do guest posting, um, in an ad attempt to try to earn money. And so, uh, they, and so if you're not going to be offering, um, any, financial benefit um, they need to know that up front and so you want to have just a set of guidelines to be able to do that that's probably something that we'll cover in a future episode is more things about guest posting um, and so we'll cover some more about guidelines to have when people guest post on yours some of the process you can be able to go to to try to get people to guest post on yours and then also turning that around and you going and guest posting on other people's blogs and so it can be a great way to be able to get out there, to be able to um, get a, a bigger reach to a bigger audience. And so uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more in the future. Another page you may want to have, um, again, depending on what you're looking at and what your goal is with blogging, is um, maybe have a Hire Me page. And so something where you provide some sort of service. And so... Maybe you have some consulting or you have something similar to that to where you can be able to um, have people um, hire you to be able to do some sort of work. And so you can have uh, a page like that. And again, you want to have something like that prominent to where people can be able to see that and be able to get that information easily. Uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit more uh, in the future as we talk about monetizing your blog. And so, cause, um, that's definitely something that, uh, people are interested in is trying to monetize their blog. And that's one way you can be able to do that is to be able to offer some services. And so another way to be able to monetize, and again, we're not going to dive deep into this, but having a store page. And so where you have some, not services per se, but you have some products that you're going to serve. And so that can be physical products that people will buy and you can ship to them, or it can be a digital product to where they they purchase it and then they download it and so you can be able to have that available on your website on a on a store and so it doesn't have to be um, a fancy kind of store but there's uh, several different options that we can be able to look at and the whole thing about e-commerce um, on a a blog and things like that is somewhat new to me I've done some things and so I definitely want to look into a little bit more and try to see if we can dive in deeper as far as what we can do and how we can be able to implement a store into our blog. 
to be able to offer these products. And so and try to do that in a professional and um, hopefully simple way to be able to do that. And so another way to be able to monetize that we're going to dive in a little bit deeper is having a resource page. And so um, this is something that can be a monetization um, option, which we'll dive into a little bit more. Um, but you can be able to offer um, or give recommendations to different products or services that you've used and you would recommend to your audience. And there could be affiliate links that are associated with those. And so you can have a, like, for example, I can have a resource page that has a list of the different resources I use with podcasting. And so I can have a link to um, the a web host that I use, which is Bluehost. And so you can go to creativestudio.academy slash Bluehost and that'll be an affiliate link to Bluehost, which is a host I highly recommend. And uh, so I could have um, a a link to that on the resource page. And with that, I can have a paragraph or so kind of giving a bigger explanation of it. And then I can have a link to a microphone. I can have a link to uh, so different uh, equipment that people can use. I can have links to software. And so and the whole page doesn't have to be an advertisement. It can just be different resources. There can be free resources on there. And so you don't want to just have it be um, an affiliate page per se. Um, you want to have other resources on there as well. And so, cause again, the ultimate thing is you want to be a benefit to your audience. And so if there happens to be something that is, uh, that they have to pay for and that you have an affiliate link to, then that can just be an extra benefit. But your ultimate goal should be to benefit your reader. And so there's a resource page, and there's uh, some more things that we can be able to get into with that. And I've started a resource page, but I want to go a little bit deeper, and I want to try to see how I can maximize that, not for monetization's sake, but just for impact. And so try to be um, the... Uh, the best steward I can of being able to provide resources. And so another thing that can kind of go hand in hand with this a little bit is a getting started page. And so this is a page, especially for someone that is new to the website and they're trying to figure out what's going on, especially if you've been going for a while and you have a lot of content on your blog, people can get lost in what's going on because you can be writing now about some things And you refer back to things previously and they don't have all the context yet for what you're talking about. And so you can have a getting started page that kind of outlines some different things that people can be able to go to, to be able to get started. And you can say, here are the 10 blog posts that you should read first to be able to get you started. And so uh, whatever niche it is that you're in, you can be able to say, okay, now here are the 10 most prominent blog posts that can help you with this particular problem. And so you can be able to do that. You can even uh, have uh, different categories and you can say, okay, now here are the top 10 for this category, the top 10 for this category. And you can lay out these things here for people to be able to have a resource that they can be able to get started. And they don't necessarily have to go in reverse chronological order which would be the uh, normal way that a blog would read. If you look, go on the, um, onto an archive page or a, um, or sometimes it'll be just the homepage. 
whatever when you're looking at the blog posts are usually listed in reverse chronological order so the newest one is going to be showing first well if you're new to something that's not the way you want to consume it you don't want to consume the last thing and then go back to the first you usually want to go in the other way around generally speaking and so a resource page or i'm sorry a getting started page can be able to help you be able to help your reader be able to get going in that right direction. That way they're not confused. That way they don't get overloaded. It gives them a good way to be able to start. And so a couple other pages here that we want to have could be an archive page. And so sometimes this can come uh, built in depending on the theme that you have. It can easily be built in already to have an archive page where it just has an archive of your blog posts. And so it was just a, a simple page that um, lists your blog posts, again, reverse chronological order. And it just uh, starts from the, the newest one and it just goes back and it has so many on it each page. It'll uh, just go back through each of the different blog posts. And so it's a good resource there just so people can be able to kind of get a, a view of the different things that you have in your archive. And it can also be indexed based on month and year and different things like that. So there's different things that you can be able to do. There's probably plugins out there. I had, I didn't look this up before recording uh, that can help you be able to um, maximize and customize different things with an archive page. And so the last page I wanted to look at is a 404 page. And so the 404 page, if you're not familiar is a page that comes up. If someone tries to, uh, Uh, Maybe there's a bad link or they try to type it in and they incorrectly type it or they uh, type a page that doesn't exist. Then it comes up with a 404 page. It's an error saying that this website or that this web page does not exist. And so, and of course that's a a frustration to them because they thought that they were going to get something and it's not there. And usually it's just a very generic page that just says, um, uh, oops, sorry, the, the page that you have um, is not here. And it doesn't really offer anything of significance to the reader. And so a way to be able to remedy this is to be able to customize that 404 page. That way, if they do click on a bad link or mistype or whatever reason, and they would go to what would normally be this 404 page, you can then put important things on there you can have something that is very similar to a resource or getting started page now you don't want to have it be an advertisement but you can say hey looks like you didn't you uh the link you clicked didn't didn't go to uh to to where it was supposed to there's some kind of error um here's some resources you might consider and then you could have a list of different blog posts and so again you can have um, kind of a getting started kind of thing where you highlight the top post of your blog or something like that, or maybe your uh, top favorites. And so you can be able to have something there. Maybe you can provide a search bar to where people can be able to uh, then uh, search uh, for what they were particularly looking for. And so just something you could be able to do to be able to do that. And so now this one I did look up before recording and something I'm going to start um, playing around with at least. Um, and there, there's several different ones. There's one that I tried though, that is very simple and you could be able to uh, do this easily. And the plugin is called 404 to 301. 
Okay, we talked about what the 404 is. That's that error page. 301 is a redirect for your um, for your website. So if you have a page that is a 301 redirect, what that does is instead of going, in this case, instead of going to the 404 page, it'll go to another page that you specify. So in your uh, website, on the uh, back end of WordPress, you can be able to create a new page that um that that has that, that you set up for, to be this 404 page and so you can call it whatever you want to you can call it a welcome page you can call it a getting started page you can um you can call it a, a help page or, or or whatever it is that you think would be fitting and you can you can call it that and you can have that be the page that people go to when they get a 404 and so they'll go to that page. That way it gives them those resources. It gives them those options to be able to give them something to be able to help them out. And so, again, I know there's other plugins out there as well. There's one I know specifically for the Genesis framework, which is one I'm going to um, uh, probably switch to. I haven't tried it yet, um, but seeing that I use uh, the Genesis framework, it would probably work very well with what I have going on already. Um, but I'm going to try a couple of these out just so I can be able to uh, test it a little bit more to be able to give you some better feedback in the future. And so I'm going to do the same thing with some of these other um, options here that we were looking at, like with the archive page and things like that. Some different plugins that can make some of this easier to be able to implement into your own website. And so just as a refresh, some of the pages that you might want to consider having is an about page, a contact page, number three, guest post guidelines. Number four, a hire me page. Number five, a store. Number six, an archive page. Number seven, a resource page. And number eight, getting started page. And number nine, a 404 page. And so these are some things that can really enhance the experience that your readers have. And it could also be a great way for you to be able to um, serve them in a better way, especially when some of these pages that we're talking about, the 404 page can really be a help to somebody that happens to land on a bad page for some reason, and you could be able to direct them in the right way. And so all of these things can really help out on your website and things that you can should consider having at some point. And so you don't have to get all of these all at once, but you can at least start implementing at least one or two of them and then slowly work on the others as well. And so I would highly recommend looking into these. If you want to get to the show notes to this episode, you can go to creativestudio.academy slash 2-7 for um, semester two, session seven. And so you'll be able to get the, um, the, the overview of what we talked about here. And so... The show notes won't have as much detail um, in these as what I covered in here, but there'll at least be the list of these different pages. So that can be able to help you be able to see what you can be able to do. I'll try to have links to some of the resources I mentioned as well. And so these, uh, this is something you can be able to um, work on. You should be able to implement at least some of these right away. And so I would definitely recommend being able to do that. And so, Again, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any suggestions for things that we could be able to cover on this podcast, I am more than willing to be able to listen to your ideas and get your feedback. You can be able to go to the website, creativestudio.academy. You can be able to leave me some feedback. 
by clicking on the feedback or the contact button there. And so up there, um, up there in the menu bar, there should be a contact button there that you can be able to uh, use to be able to contact me. And so I'd love to be able to hear from you. And then also, uh, again, I'm, as I mentioned before, I haven't got any phone uh, calls yet, um, but there I do have a voice number that you can be able to call. And that is a 405-771-0567. Again, that's 405-771-0567. And so I would love to be able to get that feedback from you to be able to see what you think about this. And of course you can leave comments on the show note page as well. And so, however it is that you feel most comfortable trying to leave me some feedback, I would love to be able to hear from you. And so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this session. And we will talk to you next week as we dive in just a little bit deeper into blogging. And at this point, unless I get some other feedback from some people, I think I'm going to start to try to dive into a little bit about email. And so some email marketing and things we can do with an email list. And so, again, this is something that I'm really wanting to work on myself. And so I want to share what I've done and what I plan to do and some things that we can implement, some different resources. And so if you have any questions specific to that, uh, you can send those in as well. And I can try to answer them on the podcast um, with that. Or if you have any resources yourself um, that you like to mention we can get that included as well and so again we're going to go ahead and sign off for this week and we will talk to you next session